What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Girl Stop Playing Podcast. I'm your host, Coriel, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. You already know that I truly believe that you can have it all. You can make the money and you can get the honey if you are willing to work. And today, like every episode, I am bringing you a working woman who is literally living the life of her dreams based on the work that she puts in. So welcome to the Girl Stop Playing podcast, Bianca Robinson. Hey, boo. Hey, girl. Hey, friend. I'm excited. I missed you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Listen, so you um, were a guest on the Confessions of a uh, Workaholic podcast. But as y'all know, that was specifically centered around conversations with entrepreneurs. And even though a lot of my guests here on Girl Stop Playing our entrepreneurs, we're having these like well-rounded holistic conversations because we're so much more than money makers. We're so much more than CEOs and boss babes. We um, truly want to have it all. And so anytime that I can bring on a woman who is not just doing the damn thing in business, but making it work um, personally, I want to be able to do it. So Bianca professionally is a project manager and operations expert, but personally, you are a wife, a mommy of two, a friend, a daughter, all of the titles, all of the hats, all of the roles um, and responsibilities that us ladies tend to wear. So I'm super excited to get into this conversation. Roll. I'm ready. Okay. So I do want to start with the entrepreneurship because (laughs) we're going to start there. Okay. We're going to start there, but then we're going to evolve. But I want to start with the entrepreneurship because that is probably what most people know about you. So I want to address what we know about, and then I want to get to the stuff that they probably don't know about. So how did you get into entrepreneurship? Because I think the way that you got into it will be inspirational for for somebody watching. Yes. So, well, thanks for having me. Let's just get that out of the way. I appreciate you for always, you know, thinking of me and me being able for us to be able to do this for so many years. So I really do appreciate you always thinking of me. Um, 
entrepreneurship. So I was running this company and I was doing really good running the company. And I just figured I was making this company all of this money. Like I could do it for myself. Um, and so when I quit my job, I didn't quit as a business and operational manager. I quit and started a bookkeeping business because nine out of 10 businesses that you walk into their back of house isn't in order. And so I believe in starting profit-based businesses, not passion-based um, businesses. We can always go for what we're passionate about, but if your passion isn't making you any money, you start to hate the passion. So let's get to the bag first and then we can retract back. And so I started bookkeeping and it just stumbled across that I hated it, but I'm really good at it. Um, and so I did bookkeeping and then transitioned into career development and then pivoted into coaching and pivoted into consulting. But I've always wanted to be um, this person that owns an operational management firm because I did it in my corporate job. So it kind of happened um, full circle for me to start with what I knew so I can be prepared for where I was trying to go. I don't believe we should start on a thing that we absolutely want um, in the beginning. We should practice. And so I use all of those things to practice to get to where I am. And so I've been operating my full level of um, genius and what I love for I've been doing this for 11 years, but I've been doing what I love every single day for four years. Well, congratulations on being able to do what you love. And what I wanted you to share, which is exactly what you said, is the fact that you knew that you could do the thing because you were already doing the thing for somebody else. And one of the things that, you know, I hear a lot of people say is, I want to start a business, but I don't have any business experience. Or I want to start a business, but I don't know what to do. And it's like, you have business experience because you've been working for a business mm -hmm. and you know what you you might not know what you want to do, but you know what you can do based on the skills you have, based on the experience you have. And that's valuable. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of people, they don't have a, a money problem. They have a mindset problem. They're just not thinking about and valuing what they're really bringing to the table. So I love that you mentioned, you know, that you knew you could do operations because you were already doing it successfully, making somebody else a whole lot of money. Mm -hmm. But then the other thing that I love that you said that I wasn't expecting you to say but it's so true and not enough people are saying it is that we should start profitable businesses, profit-based businesses and not just passion-based businesses. So talk a little bit about that because in the world of, let me start an eyelash line, let me start a t-shirt business, you know, let me do the cute thing. And I'm definitely guilty, a mm -hmm. thousand percent. I literally said this was going to be the year that I started a needs-based business for the first time, for the first time. Wow. So talk to the person who's listening that's like, but I want to start this lash business, girl. Like, uh, it's, I know for a fact that when we start things that we're passionate about, the money isn't there, we'll do it for free. We're going to give a discount on it. You know, we're going to give it to our sister, cousin, friends because we're passionate and we love it and we'll do it for free. But we're not 19 year old girls in our dorm room eating noodles. You know what I'm saying? We have real family, real lives, you know, real bills and real things that we want to do. And so, I always say start with a thing that you're great at, but you don't really love it, but you're great at it because you're not going to stick in it because this is for temporary. It's for me to make some money right now and I'm going to use this money to do what I want to do. But when you're passionate about it, your passion really doesn't love you at the time that you love it. Like it's not making money. People don't know, don't know you, your content not converting, but you love it and you're willing to really literally like ruin all of your great hopes and dreams for this thing you're so passionate about but i tell people you wasn't ready for it the business that i have now i wasn't ready for it to do it on my own when i started even though i knew the skill set 
I didn't know how to run a business of that magnitude. So I would have fumbled that bag and I wouldn't be where I am. And so I knew that we had to crawl before we walked and we need to try things. Like if I got engaged today and I'm like, I'm going to sew my wedding dress. A sis don't know how to sew, but that's something I want to do. So I'm not about to buy a $3,000 fabric per yard. I'm about a cheap fabric and I'm going to learn on this machine and I'm going to get good. And then once I get it right, I'm like, oh, I can make my wedding dress. But so many times we have these ideas and we want to start with the best and the best doesn't give us the quality of what we deem worthy of to have. And so now we mad, we frustrated, we hate it. And so that energy comes back and now you can give it up. But if you knew... I'm an accountant in my corporate job. I can do accounting. I don't love it, but I'm good at it. People going to pay for it. I'm doing this for a couple months. Get these testimonials. Learn how to do business. Just because you worked in somebody else's business doesn't mean you can work and run your own. But I thought I could. But that was my ego, not really logic speaking. But you just got to. I, 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 it really frustrates me and makes me so sad when people start these passion businesses. Because it's multiple business. You done had 30 businesses because you're passionate about it but where's the money at like where's the roi like where's the capital at it didn't cost time capital human capital people capital we don't think about those we just i love it so it's going to produce you don't have enough skill set for it to produce how you want it to produce so you have the skill set on how to do the thing but you don't have the mindset on how to sustain the thing yes so how do you know when it's time? Like when, how did you know when it was time? Cause you said 11 years total, four years doing the passion thing. What was it in year seven that you're like, okay, it's time to transition from the profit thing to the passion thing. So my whole thing was since I'm a project manager, I'm really clear about the deliverables, the KPIs and what I need. So I know at every level that I go through, what do I need in order for me to now exit from this? So I have a timeline when I started bookkeeping, it was like, okay, I needed 10 testimonials. You know, I needed to get my back end together. I need to get my referral network together. Like I need to get my content together. Like I knew that. And so my mind, I thought it would take two years, but it only took 14 months. So I had had enough of what I thought at this level. So let me now work and pivot to the next level. And so every level that I go to, I'm very clear on what do I need at this level that I'm at in order for me to feel comfortable to be able to pivot to the next thing. And so my timeline is always all for me. You know, we're scared. So like, it's going to take me longer. Like, no, sis, once I got in and I was like, I could do this with my eyes closed. Like, I can move on to the next. But we don't have those things, indicators in our life to tell us like, time to move on we like no I love it I like it I'm complacent with it it feels good like yeah but your goals that you write in your notebook it's not adding up the math not mathing so let's move on to something else and so I'm really clear about that and I preach that to my clients like well how long are we gonna do this how many free people are you gonna give it to how many testimonials do you need why do we need all of those like when people come to the page they've already realized they wanted to purchase from you you don't need all those on there like what are we doing but they're passionate about it, but it's me with the business acumen that comes in to disrupt that. Like, that's cute, but where's the money? Where's the thing, the tangible things that we need to get to the next level? So, you know, people just need a me. I figured. Come on, plug, plug. Let me throw your little, let me throw your little. I'm <laughs> love here one time. Hold on. Hold on, because I got a banner coming. Wow. Um, so somebody's watching this and they're like, they've been in their business corporate 10 years doing this thing, 10 years mm -hmm. plus mm -hmm. doing this thing. Mm -hmm. What is step one? They work in human resources department. Cool. What is step one? They're, they're listening to this. They're like, you know what? 
I can do this. My experience really does qualify me. What is their next step once they have that epiphany? Um, the one thing that I would do is I would go to my Facebook and say, you guys, you know, I've been in human resources for 15 years and I'm really ready to help small businesses. What is the three things that you have that is human resource related that you would like somebody with my expertise to help you with? Post is going to do numbers. And you go like, oh, that's easy. I could do that. I could do that. Okay, cool. Like the people have told you, so you're not doing what you think they want. They're very clear about what they need with a person in your experience. And so now I would figure out what service is that? Is that a product? Is that a service? I would start with services first because you're working with so many different people and getting so much feedback that you're able to now use that to develop something else. So I would then go back on that post and reach out to those people in their inbox and say, hey, I see that you had this problem. I'm just starting this as a business, but I've been doing this for 15 years. And so can we have a conversation so that I can do this for you? And in return, I want a video testimonial, a written testimonial, and I want to be able to write a case study. And so, you know, as the professional, how long that's going to take you to do, you can document that entire process. My rule of thumb is always five. So you need five people to be able to do that on. But now you got five testimonials, written case studies, all of those things. And so now you, you, you can now say, this is what I do. I've done it for five people. Look at these results because all five of them will be different. And so, boom, now you need to put a price tag on it. And now you need to charge accordingly. But you still have that post of all the other stuff that people say that they need. So now that's your content that you need to put out. What pain point did they have? Use one of those pain points as the content and now upsell them to book a session. I tell people all the time, when you start booking sessions, yes, we're trading time for money. And so I don't do sessions anymore, but I've been doing this for 11 years. When you start off, the more people you can talk to and solve their problem, the better you get, the more effective you get, the more efficient you get, the more testimonials you'll get. Like, oh, my God, I just had my conversation with Bianca and she got me together in five minutes. Like, if that's your person and you need this, go to her. Word of mouth now. Well, where's the link at for them to purchase it? Because you only did five for free. We're not doing any more free. Put a cap on the free. We only, we only need five for free for this one thing. Now move on to something else. So people don't use the people who know what they do and have already deemed them worthy of it. We know you've been in human resource for 15 years, but you're doing it on a corporate level. But now you want to help my small business grow? Okay, I need that. So you don't have to do a lot. You don't have to do a lot of marketing and promoting and dancing and the thing. You already have the notoriety and the clout already, but now you can do it for me. So that would be my thing because um, that's how I got started. Like, hey, I've been doing this. You know, who needs this? And I found my clients that way. People discount those small things. They think, okay, the first step is I got to go uh, register my LLC. I got to get the website. So you're out all this money before you've made a single dollar, before you've gotten any feedback on whether this is a good idea. And literally one free post to the people who already know you and you can have feedback, you can have questions, you can have content, like you said. Mm -hmm. And as an entrepreneur, one of the things, one of the realizations that I'm literally just now coming into because I never worked in corporate America, my professional experience is in the classroom. I never linked corporate professionals with business owners. But if you can, I never did. I never did. I never did. But if y'all just, and for anybody out there who has not made that connection either, think about the fact that you are like a rising star for this big corporation. You have experience doing the things. These small business owners need to do those same things. Okay. So why not bring this experience, this expertise, this skill set from corporate America that you've been 
building and growing and learning and bring that to these small business owners. We we literally need those same exact things that you're doing. So whether it's human resources, whether it's project management, whether it's bookkeeping, literally every department that these corporations have, we might necessarily not have them right now, but we aspire to have those things. So a hundred percent. And even if we don't know we need them, you as the expert, you're telling me that I do need it, you know? And so your content every day of how you show up in your delivery and I'm an infopreneur. So, and I'm a consultative seller. So I'm going to always give you a tip trick and then upsell it to tell you how this can work for you. And so I might have four steps. I'm going to give you two, but if you want the other two, you know, then you need to come over here, but I'm always going to have you see yourself within my post. So you could be like, Oh my God, like she's talking to me. Like I do. I, I didn't know I need that. I, I do mm -hmm. need that. But a lot of times, you know, we don't think that it's valuable, but that small corporate, that big corporation was once a small business too. Like they didn't start off like that. And so that's what we aspire to be. We know you don't know how to charge because you are an accountant. You're not in charge of the contracts. You're not in charge of being the CEO and getting out here and fish. So pricing, you would not know. However, mm -hmm. once you talk to these people, how much you think this will be worth? Like how, how much would you pay for something? like this. You say you pay for that. One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at oseamalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Cool. You have a starting point now. Now, once you get more savvy and you really perfect the craft, now you can price accordingly. But you don't know how to price. Ask how much would you pay for something like this? You think for real? Oh, four people said that this the price this this is how much it costs and then you build off of that and so so many people are telling you to charge your worth you don't know your worth you've been working in corporate they deemed you worthy at that price like you don't know what your worth is now as an entrepreneur ask the people i'm not saying stay there but i'm saying that's a great starting point while you're trying to figure out how to price it ask them and if four people say it then that's the price and then just keep increasing it but you had a starting point Yep. And you got to start somewhere. That's the other thing. too. Like that free post is it's not going to cost you a dollar. You don't have to worry about how many followers you have. All of the things we tell ourselves that we need to do or have or check off before we get started. Bianca just freed y'all from that limiting belief. So, Bianca, another thing that I feel like we don't talk about because we are dead set on like starting the cute businesses, the passion based businesses. We don't talk about what it takes to run these businesses, specifically when it comes to the people, which in my opinion, not even in my opinion, in my personal experience is the hardest part of the, of the business. Because like I said, never worked in corporate America, don't have experience necessarily being on a team and that leadership structure. It was kind of like you in your classroom, you do your thing, you answer to the principal and that's it. What does it truly take to run a multi-person? I'm not sure how many people you have. You can let us know, but your the team that you have. Delegating is a huge struggle, you know, going from solopreneur to leader. Um, so I just want to, let's just talk through that. Well, so right now um, we have 13, I have 13 people on my team, 13 people on my staff. Um, three of them are full-time, including me. Um, then I have a couple part-time people and then a couple contractors that I use all the time, but in total it's 13. And so every day it's me, my executive assistant, and then my communication manager. And so we are our three core people on the team. And then they roll out the responsibilities um, to everyone else that is on the team. But I think first, The major mistake that people make when they hire a team is that you expect them to come already ready, already to know what it is that they're supposed to do. And you're scared of them making mistakes, but you've made multiple mistakes working for somebody else. And so if that CEO didn't give you something to mess up, then you wouldn't have got where you are. And so we're not good. And and I'm going to I wasn't a good boss at first. I'm excellent now, but it was just because. I was hiring people in the season that I needed them. So you couldn't mess up. Like it's our busy season. I need need you right now. Right. You, you, it's baby, you mess up, you gone. But I haven't trained this person. My schedule is ridiculous. I just threw them in it and hope that they knew, like I didn't properly train and onboard these people properly. So they were doomed to fail before they even started. And so I was going through these employees like, Oh my gosh, she's not great. She's, they are amazing. It was me. That was not great. Like, how are they supposed to know? And so once I got clear, like, it's me. It's it's not. After three people, it's you. It's not them. Like, it's definitely not them. I got clear, like, okay, I need to hire people in the season that I don't need them. And so that requires your cash flow to be different because I'm paying these people 
but they're not in a position to help me produce. I'm also taking away from my time, energy, and effort. And so I have to have enough in my reserve to be able to pay these people. Like when you're training at a company, you're not producing any money. It's out of their training budget. And so I got really clear of building a reserve. And that's one thing that a lot of entrepreneurs do not have is a reserve. Um, and so that was my thing. Like, how do you build a reserve? I don't do sessions anymore. Like, there's no amount of money you can pay me to pick. Uh, pick my brain. But when I got serious about hiring staff, that's quick, fast money. So let me do as many sessions as possible to put that in a reserve account where money I cannot touch so that when I hire these people, it's coming out of the reserve. And so I had to remember, do what I didn't want to do so I can get to where I'm trying to go. So I did sessions probably for like maybe, maybe like two months, like Rain, hell, sleet, or snow, I was on the phone all day, every day, building up this nest egg. But then I had it, so then I was comfortable with hiring these people and them not producing and me not taking on other clients and training. So I had to downgrade to be able to upgrade, and a lot of people don't don't do that. Like They don't know, so how can they produce if they don't know? Yes, they did the job before, but they didn't do it how you like it on your company culture and how it operates. So that was just the one thing that I learned. Like give these people grace to be able to make mistakes. No, I'm not giving them my seven figure client. I'm gonna get them a little client that just came in and work with them there, but I'm not giving them my main things to mess up. Like we have to build them up. So I think that would be my first level of being clear. And also it's not going to be great. If, if, if I don't do it, it ain't going to be good. It's not. Cause when you first start doing it, it wasn't good either. However, I'm into my time freedom. Like, Time is everything to me. And so if you can mess up a little bit on here and it don't really affect the overall bottom line and you can learn over there, I'm okay with that. But I'm not doing the job. So somebody has to do it. And so really getting clear of how much an hour am I worth and how much an hour are they worth? I'm not, I'm, I'm not about, I'm not about to do that. I can train you, but I'm not about to do it. So just getting clear about that is really how I operate with team. Now, you know, my team has been with me for three, I've had full-time staff for Three and a half years, I've had my people for that long. So my team has been with me for a very long time. So you said so many things. I think uh, having the intention, having the self-awareness um, and knowing who you are, because one of the biggest mistakes I made was bringing on people and not being prepared to lead those people. Mm -hmm. So like you said, not providing people with the proper training and then having these expectations that are unrealistic expectations because how they just gonna figure it out and so having that realization is a tough pill to swallow yes. but then figuring out what to do next is a is a pill that will choke you mm -hmm. so for a lot of people you know the struggle is where i don't want to let these people go but i can't keep paying them if they're not producing mm -hmm. so when when those three people you know when your three people didn't fit the bill what did what did you do like what was your remedy was it you had to cut them off and let them go. And then you figure out like how to train and do it better the next time. Or like, what did you do next? Um, so I, I went through a lot of assistance. Okay. So, okay. So one thing I don't, I don't, okay. Virtual staff doesn't work for me. Who is my full-time people? Like I need you to be here with me to work with me and to help me. And so my full-time people I've learned my personality and how we operate. Like, I need you to do this now. I don't need you to be in queue when you can do it. But my contractors and part-time people that are not all mine, I have to be respectful um, of their time, energy, and effort. But as an employee, you heal with me for eight hours. So I need you to be able to fix that. And so that's one thing that I learned. Like, I needed to fire the virtual people because I need this done now. 
I can't be in queue. You can't give it to me when you feel like it. Like, I need it now. And so that's how I knew I need a core team. And then I need some contractors. Then I need some part-time people. But what is the core team? If it was just us three, I could do my job without no one else with just us three. But those other people take hats off of us so we can probably manage the infrastructure and they can support it. And so that's what I got really clear on. Because once I had like 30 people, and I'm like, damn, why do I need all these people? Like, I'm paying all these people. I don't even know what to tell these people to do. But it just looks, oh, let me let these people go. And so... Now, for us, I had to get clear on virtual doesn't work for me for full-time people in-house. And also, I'm very task and goal-oriented. We have a meeting every day at 9.30, and then we have a meeting at 2.30. So this is what we're doing at 9.30. Tell me the thing. Okay, 2.30, do we finish that? Do I need to work late? Do I need to tap some loose ends? What is it that I need to do? So developing the structure um, of it. And also not hiring people who are yes people was my thing, too, like. I don't need another person on my team to think like me. I need somebody that thinks differently so we can get to the next level. But so having people on my team that's not afraid to hurt my feelings and tell me like, this is horrible. Like, how did you come up with this? This doesn't make any sense. But this is my idea that I have was was my thing. Also, I don't like expert people coming. Like, I don't need another project manager. I don't need another... I'm already going to train you on what to do on my culture and how I operate. I want to train you and build you to this person. I don't I don't want you coming from this place and now you want to tell me how we used to do things in my company and this the way it's supposed to go. Like, you have to learn the culture here and then add on to that. And so that was the other thing too. Like, I don't need these high up people. Like, let's start with customer service first. And from customer service, I can build you up because that's the core of it. Take care of my people who already paid me already. So that was another thing too, like understanding that. So I had to fire a lot of people and let a lot of people go and then get clear. I don't need another Bianca. I need support for Bianca to be Bianca. So what does that support um, look like? But that's my business model and how it operates. So a lot of people are not clear on their business model. And so therefore it just kind of goes to the wayside. And a lot of this, a lot of these things are things that you just learn through trial and error, because yeah. if you never led a team before, you don't know that you need full time people to be in, in your face, truly full time, you know. And so even giving yourself grace, you know, through the process and having this conversation and and for you know people to be able to watch this conversation, I know it's going to connect with so many people because these are not things we talk about. So when mm-hmm. you run into, you know, that road bump and you like. All of these people I hired is trash. Like, what is going on? I, I, this is my fault, you know, which is probably the first thing that you think. You yeah. can at least refer back to this conversation and know that this is a part of it. So, you know, when I get around, I, I call them like my rich friends, and they're talking about having to let this person go or having to hire and train and do all of these things. It makes you feel like, okay, I'm not crazy. I'm like, not crazy. It's just a part of it. It's just a part of it. It's a growing pain. And, you know. You got to learn so that you can be self-aware and do it better the next time. And but I, oh, go ahead. Is that I am, my business model means everything to me. And so I'm, I'm very clear on this training. It might be a class. It might be a one-on-one session. Like I'm not, I'm not married to the delivery of it. I'm married to the information, but the delivery of it, I'm not married to. And so I don't need the type of team that other people need. Because I sell courses, classes, and trainings, and I am the talent. And so what somebody else might need who business model is different is not necessarily what I would need. And so I'm very clear of what's your business model? Where do you want your money to come from? Like, how do you want it to flow? Because then you can pick. Well, I only need two people. For us, we only need three people in-house to do our job. And if they left, I can still do the job. It's not like, well, they left and now business can't 
perform, like I can still do their job. And so a lot of times we don't think about that. We have all of these people and get away from our business model about what we want to do. And I'm very clear about this, my model, and I'm sticking to this model. And so this is the support that I need for this model. Somebody else, it might be different and it might need, a, you know, a different set of staff. And so that's one thing that I got clear about too, is the business model is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Knowing it and being able to hire support for it versus hiring, you know, the executive assistant. And I think you said the op operations manager, communication mm -hmm. manager, because you heard Bianca say that. So now you assume, okay, this is what I need to go out and yeah. get. And that yeah. has, you don't even know her business model. So yeah. another reason why you can't just take the cookie cutter, you know, advice, you have to take that stuff and then apply it, you know, in the way that makes the most sense for you. Um, mm -hmm. So I imagine Bianca managing 13 people, being mm -hmm. a wife, being a mother, being yeah. all of the things, it takes a level of like commitment when it comes to your time management. Like I imagine that you have boundaries. I imagine that you, you know, you have these things in place. So what is your advice or any like hacks that you can share? Because the goal is to have it all. Like the goal is to have the business, you know, the booming business that has the consistent income coming in. The goal is to have the the whole family, you know, the, the husband, the children, if that's what you desire. So once you get it, though, how do you actually manage it all? Ooh. OK, so my hacks and what I want is different because I do this for a living. So I can manage. I, I'm probably on like 48 projects right now. So it's nothing because it's the schedule. So for me. My thing would be to figure out what's the money, like what's the money generating activities? Like I operated my 3% every day because those are the money generating activities. The other 97% somebody else can do, like I can outsource that. But if I'm operating in everybody else's percentage, I'm not going to have anything left to give. And so first I would probably figure out what's your 3%? Like what is the only thing that you can do that no one else can do? Like, what did they specifically pay for that you can only produce? And so, and also what brings you joy in that 3%? Like, I'm very clear about my operational analytical days and creative days. I can't be operational and analytical and creative at the same day. So I'm very clear about what I work on um, every single day. I also, like, it goes back to business model. I don't work on weekends. I don't work after 2 o'clock. And so I'm working from 8 to 2 every single day. And so I'm very intentional with my time like if it's not on the schedule it's not getting done it doesn't matter how much of an emergency it is for you this is my schedule and so being very clear about my boundaries um and my schedule has really helped because as an entrepreneur i love what i do like my mama say i'm the only person that love my job every day like i love what i do so i could do it all day it's a hobby for me it's very fun it's very fun for me to create an idea put it out and make some money in a couple minutes like it's the best feeling in the world but my it's not fun to my family like, it's not fun to the people around me. And so how do I create these boundaries where I could do what I love, but also make the money that I desire and be the mom that I desire? Because I came an entrepreneur to be a mom. Like, that was my thing. Like, I wanted, and people get so mad, but I wanted to be a mom and not a woman with kids. Like, I didn't want to be a woman with kids. Like, I, I didn't want that. Like, I didn't want my want to work 15 hour days and then just see my kid when I drop them off. And then when I pick them up, you know, like I was the flyest kid at school, but my mom was a single mom. So she worked so much that I was with my grandma 
as a kid, you don't understand that this is what your parent has to do. And the reason why you are afforded this life because your mama work, you like, well, shit, I had a, a game and she didn't come to it. So you have that resentment. And so I became an entrepreneur so that I can be there and be present and be able to pay my little bills, you know, on the side. And so being clear about my why. And as an entrepreneur, you know, it's the money is there. The energy is there. You're excited about it. And so you work in late night, early mornings, don't matter. But the quality of life is what's important to me and what we realized. Like we became an entrepreneur for a better quality um, of life. And so that was my thing. Like at the two o'clock when I pick up my kids from school, if I can't do it on my phone, it's just not going to get done. Like, but I have a team and I have a staff. So therefore, let me give this to them. And just being clear about what I can mix, you know, if it's in the summer, they can go to work with me so I can stay at work a little bit longer, you know, but during the time where summer is not like I'm on a schedule and letting everybody know my schedule. I work for myself, but I cannot pick you up from the airport. That is not in my schedule. I work for myself. And if your kid missed the bus, I am not going to your house to take them to school like treat me the same as if I work for somebody else just because I can make my own schedule. It's even crazy that I can make my own schedule and I don't work for somebody else because now I have to juggle my whole day. If I worked for somebody else, they would just find Brittany, Susan or somebody else to be able to cover it or they would handle it. And so being clear about those boundaries, we don't but we don't have them in the beginning. And so that's why I tell people all the time. When you start a job and you don't have a job, I could work any schedule. I could work any hours. Now, three months in, you're like, well, I don't want this schedule. But I hired you and you said you could work any schedule on any hour. So be clear about your intentions up front. This is what I want. You can always pick up extra shifts and extra hours, but being clear about what your intentions are in the beginning and working around that um, is what I've come to realize. Whew, girl, all of the things. I know. What you said about the, the woman with kids and the mama, though. Yeah, I know. And I speak so much and they like, oh, like they cringe at it. But it's but listen, so LB, the wife coach, she says mm -hmm. she says all married women aren't wives. And you're basically saying yes, all, all women kids aren't moms. Yes. And we know that that is so true. That's true. And you don't do it intentionally. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't intentionally do it. But that's the outcome. Like. I want my grandma over my mom. Like, that was a long time. Like, and she like, well, I worked. I helped. Like, but you ain't here. So me having time, capital, I knew that's what I wanted going in. So, you know, we just have to be clear about that. We do. We do. We do. And one of the things um, that I love most about you, Bianca, is your honesty and especially in, in motherhood and the challenges. And you have very unique challenges. Um uh, you know, that came along with your motherhood journey. So if you are okay with it, I know that this is not a conversation that most people are privy to, you know, unless they follow you and they already know your business. <laughs> there's probably so many women out there who are, I don't want to say dealing with, but experiencing some of the same things that you're experiencing and they are alone in their journey. And, you know, Girl Stop Plan is a safe space for these conversations. So if you don't mind, I would like to talk a little bit about um, your specific, you know, challenges um, with mommyhood and just how you maintain mentally. Cause girl, it's hard out here. And I tell people all the time, like if I didn't have this business, I know I would probably be in a mental institution if I didn't have this business and these clients. Um, but my son, uh, Camden, when he was born the first year of his life, maybe six months, he started having brain surgeries. He's had over four brain surgeries, like the first year of his life. Um, and that was the height of my, like, I had just got my big client, like, just say on Monday, I got my biggest client to date that I've been begging for and pitching for, and they finally give it to me. Then on Friday, he has to have emergency brain surgery, you know? And so 
me being in the hospital, like me and my husband practically lived at the hospital. Like we had a room on the third floor at the hospital um, because he was getting so many brain surgeries, but I was in the peak of my business, but it made me switch my business model because it was service. So I still, and I've already spent the money already. So I can't get these people these money back and I'm going through one of the worst trials in, you know, of my life. So what I'm gonna do, I, I gotta still be able to perform and do my job and be in a hospital with my son. And so it really, really taught me during that time that your business model is very important. That's when I switched. I was 100% service. Like, oh, I need to be digital. Like, let me be 90% digital and 10% service. I can run this other stuff from my phone. And so when life happened, it required me to pivot, even though when most people would have given up, it's a bad season, but it ain't gonna be bad for long. Like whatever this turn out to be, it's going to turn out to be. But I'm not going to be in this situation for forever. And I'm I'm not the person that's going to let what I've built crumble. Like, I've built this. My reputation means everything to me. And even though people understand, they really don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're here for a short period of time. You the fancy thing right now. Oh, okay, let me go to something else. And so I knew that. And so I used my pain and turned it into profit. Like, I recorded all my courses, all my classes. Like, I was up, you know, three days, no sleep. Like, I was a worker bee. And so I worked during that time. And so... That was 2017. And I was like, my last year broke. 2018 was when I made my first high six figures. You know what I'm saying? From all of the stuff that I did during that time and during that, you know, trial and tribulation. And so if that is you, um, me telling my story has helped so many people. Like I get messages from moms like, oh my God, I'm at the doctor right now. I know it's 2 a.m. Like, can you talk to the neurologist for me? Like I've had FaceTimes and and in inboxes and to talk to these doctors to tell them. And so, you know, share your story. So many people, one thing they know is that I am a sure thing. If I can show up when I'm going through the worst trial and tribulation of my life and still give my, I was still going live every day because that was my thing. I could only be consistent with this one thing. So I need to make this hour work for me. So I used to go live in the hospital, in the car. Like that was my thing every single day. And so People seen me go through that. And so it's no shadow of a doubt that Bianca's not going to show up to do her job. And so that helped my reputation. That helped so many doors to open up that, you know, I've been, but I didn't break. And so I just want to encourage you to tell your story. Like so many people will relate to it, but you'll figure out that I needed that to be able to come the person that I am. Because when I had my daughter, I had a struggle story, you know, my husband had brain surgery, he was off now work, nine months, no pay, you know, Kaden was sick, I had to make this little business, pay these bills, so I had a struggle story um, with Kaden, and so it was a hustle, but with Camden, he made me realize, like, you playing small, like, you can really do this shit, like, go out here, kill it, you can do it, and so Kaden gave me the courage to leave my job and to bet on me, but Camden turned me into a real boss, like, you can do anything, Ma. Like, do it. And so, if that's your season, this is the season where you're going to really see, like, if you a fish or a shark. I was a fish before. I'm a full-blown shark now. So, it's nothing that you can throw at me that's going to throw me off. And so, I just want you to use this fuel because it's definitely going to help you um, to become the person that you are destined to become. I love it, Bianca. 
I love it. I love you. I, I just, yeah, I, I love it. And I know that you have, um, I'm, we ain't getting no sessions. Okay. Don't try to holler at but <laughs> she ain't doing it, but I know you do have resources available and I know that they are going to want to tap in. So please let the people know how they can find you. Well, I'm gonna put your IG below. So that's how they can find you on um, Instagram, but share your contact, your website, any resources that you want to share. And we'll definitely link it below as well. Okay. Um, so I just want to thank you for having me. Um, I'm all about um, living the life that you desire by putting the plan into place. And so many people like, you know, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to be successful. And so that's my thing. You know, I think part-time entrepreneurship is for everyone full-time. You know, it's not. And so um, I created this Work Smart, Profit Smarter community, which is for those that want to enhance their personal development. Um, and so it's a membership program. It's only $39 a month. You can try it for seven days before you opt into it. But I really want you to really get what, because what got me to the next level is non-like-minded people. People say they want to hang with people who are like-minded. I don't need nobody else to think like me. I'm, I'm good. If, like I need the missing piece. And so Work Smart, Profit Smarter is that community where you can collaborate with people who are on the same level, different levels, different rooms, different arenas so that we can become our best true self. And we also have a lot of freebies. So um, the Work Smart, Profit Smarter link, it will take you to our freebies, to our catalog. So I have about maybe something like 50 freebies that you can download. And I want you to try me before you buy me. I believe that we should create a relationship first um, before you invest because that's how I spend money. I want to try you first, see, test the waters and then make the investment. And so I want to welcome you to do that. And if you see me on here, you know, definitely DM me and let me know so we can have a conversation. I am so appreciative of your authenticity, Bianca, the gems that you drop. All of this free game, y'all. Yes. Definitely check out my girl at Work Smart, Profit Smarter. That's correct, right? Yes. WorkSmartProfitSmarter.com. This has been another game-changing episode of the Girl Stop Playing podcast. Yes. It's time to get to work, y'all. You yes. can truly, truly make the money and have the honey if you're willing to work for it. And if you have not subscribed to the show, Girl, Peace. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.